Thank you, Far. Moki, that was beautiful. When the song started, I thought Moki was over there playing a violin. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to be gathered here in the presence of each other and in the presence of your Holy Spirit to hear what you have to say to us this morning. We thank you for your word, which is about to be read, and we pray that as it is read, that you bless it and that your spirit will use it to move on us, to to touch our hearts, to speak truth to us, your truth, and no one else's. Lord, we ask that you clear away all distractions that may compete for our attention and that you open our hearts wide to receive your wisdom and your instruction. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please stand if you are able for the reading of the word. Our scripture today comes from Psalms 116, verses 1 through 14. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy, because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed even when I spoke, I am greatly afflicted. I said in my alarm, all mankind are liars. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. This is the second week in Advent, a season where you hear the term Emmanuel. And uh, a few years back, if you'll remember, whenever I would say Emmanuel, you would respond with God. All right, y'all are on top of it. Let's try it one more time. Emmanuel. God is with us. That's right. He is with us. And, and uh, as we go through Advent here on the second uh, week, we are also in the second week of this sermon series, which we have been doing, which is a, a look at the characters in the, the classic Christmas film, It's a Wonderful Life. And what we're doing is we're, we're taking a character each week from the movie, and we're seeing if there's something this character can say to us, a lesson that we can learn from it. Because if we truly believe that God is with us, then we know that God can speak to us in our relationships with other people. He can speak to us through circumstances. He can speak to us certainly through his word. But he can also speak to us through classic Christmas movies, such as It's a Wonderful Life. So this week we're going to look at uh, the character Harry Bailey. He's a, a minor character in the film. He was the brother, the little brother of the main character, George Bailey. And something early on in the movie, very uh, important, happens 
involving uh, Harry Bailey. They are uh, sledding. A, b- a bunch of kids are, are going down this hill, and, uh, and Harry Bailey is a child, and he goes down the hill, and he just keeps going. And he falls through the ice, and, and he begins to drown. He can't swim. And he's crying out for his brother George to come save him. And George runs down there, dives into the water, and saves his brother Harry. Now, George loses hearing in one ear because of it, but, but uh, it was a sacrifice that he was more than willing to make to save his little brother. Now, as Harry uh, grows up throughout the film, like I said, he's a, he's a minor character, so you, you really have to kind of pay attention to what's happening with Harry. But as he grows up, you see that he's, he's a very happy-go-lucky person. He has a very positive outlook. He has a very positive spirit about it. He's very popular uh, when he graduates high school, a lot of people want to be around him, uh, and, and he's very fortunate. He, uh, he goes off to college, something that his older brother didn't get the opportunity to do. But he goes off to college, he meets a young, beautiful girl there who also uh, comes from a wealthy family, and he is offered a, a really good job. And then Harry goes off to war. He fights in World War II. He, fights a, a Navy, uh, he flies a Navy uh, fighter plane that shoots down 15 enemy planes, uh, two of which were about to, to crash into a transport boat full of soldiers. So Harry becomes a, a war hero that saves many, many lives. None of that would have been possible if he hadn't been saved as a child uh, when he fell through the ice. None of that would have been possible without his older brother, George, jumping in and going after him. When we read the psalm that we just read, we get almost kind of the, the same sense uh, from, from the writer of the psalm. The psalmist is saying that at one time he was in despair, and he was crying out to the Lord, Lord, deliver me. He, was, he had fallen through the ice, for lack of a better term. And then he, what does he say? God delivered him. So everything the psalmist experiences or goes through after that is because he cried out to God and God saved him. Now it doesn't say, the psalmist doesn't say, I just cried out for someone to help. He never says that. He says, I cried out the name of the Lord. He specifically called out to God and God delivered. In the same way, Harry, when he goes through that ice, he specifically calls out for George. He knows who's around. He knows who's there that is willing to help him, that is willing to to sacrifice for him. And we all have that sense. When we are surrounded by people that, that love us and that know us, we know who we can count on. At least I hope all of us have somebody in our lives that we know when, when things get real, when things get tough, there's, there's somebody that we can count on, that we can call out to. It's very important to have that and to know who, who will be there for you in your times of trouble? Hannah Claire is a daddy's girl through and through. Uh, Claire came up with this uh, thing that, where you put marbles in a jar uh, anytime they have good behavior or they make good grades, and when the jar is, is completely full, they, they get rewarded. And Hannah Claire filled up her, her jar with marbles. And her, she wanted her reward to be a daddy-daughter date. So we, we got to go out, and, and I got to take her out on her date, and she just thought it was wonderful. That was, that was her reward. She is a daddy's girl through and through. But when she is sick, 
She wants her mommy. She knows that when she cries out for her mommy, she will get the care she needs. She will get the medicine. Daddy's going to forget to do that stuff. Last night, mommy fell asleep on the couch when we were uh, watching that that, uh, boring football game. Um, (laughs) I didn't think it was boring, but several people have told me that it was. uh, and mommy fell asleep on the couch, and, and so um, I put Hannah and Claire to bed, and of course Claire jumps right up and says, you didn't give her her medicine before you put her down. Hannah and Claire knows that mommy is going to take care of her when she is sick. We know who the people are that we can call on, that we can depend on. Just as Harry knew that he could call on his brother George, the psalmist knew that he could call on the name of the Lord and be delivered. He says that the Lord has heard his pleas for mercy. And it's important for us to remember that. Our pleas are pleas for mercy. Because any time we are in despair, any time we fall through the ice, we can't do anything to get out of it. We can't swim our way out of it. It is only mercy and grace that can save us from our helpless condition. We all have the opportunity to be delivered from death, despite our helpless condition. And that's what Christmas is really all about. God became flesh so that through Jesus he could reach his hand down through the ice as we are all drowning, and he can save us. When we say Emmanuel, we are proclaiming that God is with us, but if we truly believe that, we know that God is always within earshot. God is always around for us to call on his name. But then what? The psalmist says, what shall I render? In verse 12, he says, the Lord has delivered me. I cried out. I called on his name. He saved me. He heard my pleas for mercy and he delivered me. What shall I render? What can I do about this? What can I do now? The psalmist says that he is now walking in the land of the living. He's had a change in perspective. He's been given a second chance. And in the movie, Harry also has been given a second chance, and he has an altered perspective on life. Perhaps the reason he is so positive, perhaps the reason he is so outgoing and and full of life and energy is because he knows that his life is a gift. And so he makes the most of it. He had a change in perspective, even at an early age. And perspective as we go through the holidays is so important. Just as we talked about through Thanksgiving, we have to count our blessings. Even going through Advent and through the Christmas seasons, it's, it's, it's important for us to have the, the type of perspective that God wants us to have. To realize that we are helpless. We do need Him to save us from drowning. Because if we have that perspective, then we can be, we can live the lives that he intends for us to live. Perspective is very important. I'll never forget when, when Claire and I were a young married couple and, and she was pregnant with Liam and I had recently been, been laid off from my job and, and I didn't know what we were going to do. And uh, I wound up getting a job uh, working at a, a factory at, at Buffalo Rock and uh, I was walking through that factory knowing I was going to get a paycheck the next week and I was whistling Dixie. And everybody else was uh, working, you know, putting things up on the pallet, all this kind of stuff. And they were just complaining about it. Oh, this place is terrible. This job is horrible. 
And I was thinking, no, this job is a blessing. Of course, they didn't want to hear that. I couldn't tell them that. But it was a change in perspective that was important for me to recognize the blessings around us, around me. You see, we all have a choice to live our lives as cynics or as someone who is grateful, someone who has been redeemed. We see that change in perspective happen with the psalmist. In in verse 11, he says, I said in my alarm, all mankind are liars. This is before deliverance. This is before he was delivered. He said, all mankind are liars. But then, in verse 14, after he's been delivered, what does he say? He says, I will praise the Lord in the presence of his people. So all of a sudden he realizes all mankind aren't evil. All mankind aren't liars because obviously there are people here that are God's people. He's had a change in the way he views the world. And we can be cynics. We can say that everybody is no good. Everybody has ulterior motives. Everybody is a a sinner and and just whatever and, and have that negative view. Or we can recognize that all of us are just falling through the ice. Some of us have been pulled out. Some of us have heard our cries answered or had our cries answered and some of us um, are are maybe not even crying out like we should. But all mankind has the opportunity to cry out, to cry out for deliverance and to have Jesus Christ reach through their ice and save them. Harry experienced that type of salvation at the hand of his brother And it changed his perspective. He made the most of his opportunities and he realized that once his life was saved, he was able to live his life to the fullest and he was able to go to combat and save others. His perspective was a healthy one and we know this because at the very end of the movie, even though Mr. Potter is still the richest man in town, Harry lifts up a glass and says, To my brother George, the richest man in Bedford Falls. He has that healthy perspective. He knows what being blessed truly means. And if we've been delivered, if we've cried out to the Lord and he has saved us, then we can have that same perspective. Because of Christmas, we know that God is always within earshot, ready to break through and ready to deliver us. But what will our response be? Will we allow our perspective to be changed for the better? Will we recognize others as God's children fallen through the ice, or children who have also been delivered like us, we will do well to take a page from Harry Bailey and to take a page from the psalmist who penned these words so long ago. We do well when we recognize the source of our salvation. We do well to recognize what a gift our life is and to realize that like Harry, we have been saved so that we can help save others. Turn with me in your hymnal to page 12. This morning we have the opportunity to come to the table to receive the, the body and the blood of Christ. Our altar area is full, so what I will do is when the time comes... Uh, if, if we could just make a single file line down the, uh, the middle aisle and you'll receive the bread and dip it and then uh, return back through the side aisles. But first, turn to page 12 in your hymnals and read along with me responsibly. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, 
who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant 
poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts, and Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. As we proclaim the mystery of faith, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen.